And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Children, what are we going to talk about today? Staying what? Salty. Okay, staying salty. So I used to get frustrated when reading the word sometimes because I didn't know how to apply it. I didn't know what to do with it. And I, I grew up uh, in, a, in a denominational church that was a little bit more religious and didn't really have a lot of explanation of how to do things. You know, like the Bible says this, and they was just memorize it, not how to apply it. So one of the things that I, I want to talk to you about today is how do we live out the word and the day and age that we're in right now and how it's actually a lot easier and simpler than you think. Um, so we're supposed to lead people to who? Jesus, right? That's what we're supposed to lead people to Jesus because um, we have tasted the goodness of God and we want other people to taste the goodness of God. Children, how many of you have heard that sharing is what? Sharing is caring, right? So when we share Jesus, it's because we care for people and God cares for people. So it's real simple. See, the gospel is very simple. It's not complicated. God's instructions are very simple. And I want to suggest to you that in this world and in this time that we're living right now, it's even easier. It's even easier. So we're going to go to Matthew chapter, thir- uh, chapter 5 and verse 13. Okay, so if you have a Bible, open it up to Matthew 5, 13. And we're going to read all the, worth, all the way through verse 16. Okay, and um, the problem with a lot of people is that they're afraid of doing their part because they feel like they're not qualified. But today I want to tell you that you're qualified, okay? Children say, I am qualified. And if you're childlike, say, I am qualified. All right, good. So that includes everyone, all of us, okay? So it doesn't matter if you don't know the whole Bible, and it doesn't matter if you don't feel qualified, okay? Because none of those things should stop you from doing what God has called us to do, okay? So we're going to, how many of you like to know your purpose and your destiny? I think everybody likes to know their purpose and their destiny. So I'm going to tell you something about your purpose and your destiny that is for all of us. And we are going to show it in different ways depending on the giftings and, and the desires that God has put in our heart. But to, uh, today, we're going to talk about saltiness, okay? So Matthew 5.13, I'm reading out of the Passion Translation, but any version you like is good. It says, your lives are like salt among people. Like what? Salt among people. But if you, like salt, if you become bland, how can your saltiness be restored? Flavorless salt is good for nothing and will be thrown out and trampled by others. So I have a question for you guys. What is salt for? Wow, I got many answers. Probably because I have some nerds in the room too. Like, but what is salt for? Salt, well, the main thing we use it for is for flavor, right? Because most of us have a fridge, Nick, and we don't need to use salt to preserve meat. <laughs> but indeed, in that day, and I'm going there, but he's skipping through my teaching. <laughs> so salt is just, first of all, for flavor, right? You can tell. How many of you have ever had a, a chocolate chip cookie, okay, and it has a grain of salt, and even if it's one little grain, you can taste it. Like, you're like... What is that? What is that? What is that? What is that? And right, and it's like one little grain of salt, and you can taste it. Kids, have you ever tasted that? Okay. In the other room, Benjamin, Victoria, you guys hear me? See? Because salt is supposed to stand out. See? Salt is supposed to stand out. So Jesus is telling us we're we're the salt of the earth. We're supposed to be salty. And what happens if you imagine if you were shaking some salt on your food and it wasn't adding any flavor? Wouldn't you be a little frustrated? 
Wouldn't you be like, like nothing is changing. It's the same. Like, what's happening? Well, then it tells you what you would do. You would be so mad, you would throw it on the ground and you would step on it. <laughs> be like, you're worthless, piece of salt. <laughs> so, and then the next part says, for your lives light up the world, so let others see your life from a distance. For how can you hide a city that stands on a hilltop? Okay, we're going to go to that part in a little bit, okay? But I want you to listen to this and then repeat after me. It says, my purpose is in my saltiness. Okay? So part of our purpose is in our saltiness. Okay? We're supposed to stand out. We're supposed to taste different. And in, in, in a big chocolate chip cookie, you're supposed to stand out because you're the grain of salt. Okay? So my purpose is in my saltiness, and my destiny is to shine brightly. Okay? My purpose is in my saltiness, and my destiny is to shine brightly. I want you kids and everyone to remember that today because this is going to help us whenever you're going out to Walmart because you can go to Walmart. Whenever you can go to Home Depot or Lowe's because you can go to all those places. Whenever you go anywhere, okay, that you can go, okay, whenever you go there, you're supposed to stand out. You're supposed to taste different. And if you keep this in mind, when you go back to school, hopefully next year, okay, when you do that, okay, you're supposed to stand out, okay? When you go to the park, that's when they open it back up, okay? You're supposed to stand out and look different. So you have to think, you have to ask yourself, okay, Jesus, how am I supposed to stand out right now, right? And because let me tell you how you're not supposed to stand out. Some people have thought that standing out means standing up in a corner and preaching hell till it comes down, till people repent, right? And preaching the judgment of God. And that is not what we've been called to do. And some people think, like, that's how they're standing out. You know, that's how, well, I'm supposed to be salt of the earth. So repent, sinners, because you're going to hell. And, like, that's not what God called us to preach. He called us to preach good news, right? And to tell people how good and loving he is. So I want to suggest to you that... Being the salt of the earth is a lot simpler, and it looks like God looks like, and God is love, so it looks like love, okay? God is peace, so it looks like peace. He, you know, the third part of the kingdom is joy, so it looks like joy. And how many of you know that when you go to some places right now, a lot of people are stressed out, very serious, very sad, very scared, and full of anxiety, right? So how do we stand out? easily right now, it's by staying in hope and joy and peace and smiling. Like, that's easy, right? Smile to the person next to you. Okay, you can smile to them, right? You don't need to touch them, just smiling. Just joking. You guys know we're just joking. So say with me, my purpose is in my saltiness and my destiny is to shine brightly. Okay? And now we're all going to shine different because we all have different strengths. We all have different giftings and calls, right? We're all going to taste different because, but we're going to stand out and it's going to have love. It's going to have peace. It's going to have hope. It's going to have joy, right? Our speech is going to be hopeful, not hopeless, right? What we post online is going to be hopeful, not hopeless, okay? So kids, I want you to do this, okay? When you get home, I thought about passing a salt shaker around, and, but then I thought that's probably not appropriate right now. So when you get home, okay, I want you to grab a little grain of salt, okay, and just, just one tiny little grain of salt, drop it on your tongue, and then see if you can taste it, okay? 
You're going to see that is you because a lot of times you think you're too small, you're too young, you're not that important, you don't know that much, and so you can't make a difference. But that's a lie because Jesus is telling us we're the salt of the earth. And if you can taste one grain of salt, then that means you can make a difference no matter your age, no matter how much you know or how qualified or disqualified the devil might tell you that you are. Okay? So a few things about salt. It preserves. <laughs> salt preserves, okay? Before they had refrigerators, they used salt to preserve meat and, and things like that. So salt is a preservative. Now, how interesting, right? Because we must not lose our preserving influence in this rotten world. Because <laughs> this world is a little bit rotten right now, right? We're not going to try to be like, no, nothing's happening. No, stuff is happening, right? 95% fear, 5% virus. But it's happening. It's happening. So, you know, it's out there, and it, and it, and it has definitely caused people to get sick, people to die. You know, it, it, there, there's, we're not denying that, right? Faith is in denial. But what we have to remember is that uh, we're the salt, right? And salt preserves. So if we're supposed to preserve, then that means we need to be out there, first of all. Um, and not lose our preserving influence. Jesus came in Luke 19.10, says Jesus came to seek and to save, right? To preserve what was lost. God didn't send Jesus to condemn the world, but to save it, right? And who is he going to use to save it? Because we are the salt of the earth. Salt preserves, okay? So you're supposed to cooperate with God, right? And let him use you to preserve the people that are rotten, rot, rotting in hopelessness. You know, I, 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 um, I've seen friends and, and people that are um, incredibly wealthy. Like they have more money than they can spend in this life, them and their kids. Okay, And yet, some of their, their posts online, public stuff, they're saying, I am terrified. I don't know what life is going to be like tomorrow. Right? So that's where you and I come in, full of hope and full of peace and full of confidence, right? To preserve what is somebody's life that is rotting in hopelessness, in fear, in anxiety, right? Um, number two, so first of all, salt preserves, okay, kids? Second, salt cleanses. Have any of you ever used salt to, to clean? Like, you know, uh, sometimes when my throat is really tired or I hurt it or something, like, I'll gargle with salt, and that's really hard to do because it doesn't taste good at all. But it cleanses your throat, right? It cleanses because salt purifies and cleanses. Now, who, is, who, who cleanses us? Who purifies us? It's Jesus, right? But he's telling us we're the salt. So the salt cleanses and restores and it heals. Jesus want to do, wants to do this through us, to people, right? So... We preserve, clean, and restore, okay? Um, you know, God is not failing the world. God's people are failing to rise up. You know, that's the truth. Because a lot of people say, God, why you let this happen? He's not letting this happen. He needs our cooperation to bring hope, to bring healing, to bring life, right? Because he decided that he was going to do things in this world through his children, through us. So he's made his word available to us, and he's done all these things available to us for us to now believe it 
and speak it, right, and do something. And he said he's always going to back us up. He's always going to be there with us. He's never leaving us, okay? He says he will give us the words to speak. So people need to know, okay? They need to come to Jesus, and he will clean them up, right? You know, a lot of people think, I won't go to church till I get all my stuff together, right? I'm going to clean myself up, and then I'll come to Jesus, right? Then I'll come to church. Let me tell you, don't wait that long because it's not going to happen. You don't wipe yourself down and then get in the shower, right? You're all dirty, and you get in the shower to get cleaned up. You come to Jesus, and you let him take care, clean up your life, right? And, and, and the, the biggest lie of the enemy is like, he's telling people, oh, you can't go to church. You're not, you're not a good person. You need to get your life together before you go see God. You cannot, and that's a lie, right? Because they need to be around salt to get cleansed, right? They need to come to Jesus to experience restoration and healing. Stay with me. My purposes and my saltiness and my destinies to shine brightly. Okay? Okay, now, there's another purpose for salt that we talked about, and that's flavor, okay? And specifically here in Matthew uh, 5.13, it tells us that if we lose our flavor, then salt, what happens if salt loses its flavor? is good for nothing. So it loses its purpose. You know why a lot of people are depressed and sad? Because they're not in their purpose. Because they don't even know their purpose. So if we... As God's kids, if we're not salty, if we have conformed to the world like Romans 12, 2 warns us not to, then what happens? We've walked out of our purpose because now we have conformed, we have lost our saltiness, and we're bland. We have no salt taste whatsoever. And that's a very sad day. So we want to keep our flavor and not conform to the world. Right? Well, everybody else is doing it too. All the kids in school are doing it. You know, all the you know kids in college are saying and talking like that and behaving like that. So therefore, I'm going to also that excuses my behavior, even though I know it's probably not right. No, because then that means I've lost my saltiness. I've lost my flavor, and without knowing, I've lost my purpose. Okay, so salt preserves, cleanses. Adds flavor, okay? And you know what also salt does? It makes you thirsty. When you've had a lot of salty stuff, right? You're like, I need, I need some water. I need some water. It makes you thirsty. Who is the only one that can give us water to drink that will make us never be thirsty again, right? Never go wanting? Yeah? Yeah, you're right on. Jesus, exactly. Okay, so it says in John 4, 14, but if anyone drinks the living water I give them, they will never thirst again and will be forever satisfied. For when you drink the water I give you, it becomes a gushing fountain of the Holy Spirit springing up and flooding you with endless life. John 7, 37 says, all you thirsty, come to me and drink. When we stay salty, we point people to Jesus. See? Because when people see like, you're salty, you're different, you stand out, you're hopeful and joyful and peaceful, and it's annoying me. <laughs> Why? Right? And guess what? That, that saltiness is making people thirsty because now you can tell them, well, let me tell you why. The only reason I actually 
you know, in the midst of chaos and everything, the only reason why I'm not, my foundation is not cracking, the only reason why I'm still like this is truly because of, and you're going to point them to, Jesus, right? Because they're now thirsty because if you're the salt, right, and point them to Jesus. So you got it? You put it together, right? So kids, we're make people thirsty for Jesus when we say salty, but if we lose our saltiness and we just conform, become like everybody else and just hide out and like, then we lose our flavor and we're not pointing people to Jesus anymore who is the only one that can truly satisfy our thirst, which is exactly what we need. So, salt is, it preserves, it cleanses, it gives flavor, points people to Jesus, and it makes them thirsty. No matter how young, no matter how small you are, no matter how much of the Bible you do or don't know. Because you know him. Let me ask you kids. Do you know everything about your parents? See, some think you do, but you really don't. You don't know everything about them, right? You don't. I mean, that's just logic, right? There's no way you could possibly know everything that they've done every day of their lives. Yet, they're real, right? You have a relationship with them. Right? They're, they're, I mean, they're, they're, you know them. Nobody could tell you your mom or your dad doesn't exist. Right? Why? Because you have a relationship with them. You know them. And it's the same thing with Jesus. You might not know the whole Bible. Hey, some of you might not even have read the whole Bible, but you had an encounter with him and you know him. And a lot of people don't know him. They just know of him. So they're a little unsure because they read about a person they don't really know. But you know him. You know him personally, and that's the difference, right? So, before we finish, I want to show you guys something, because the next part, first of all, say with me, my purpose is in my saltiness, and my destiny is to shine brightly. All right. The second part of uh, Matthew 5, right there, uh, verse 13 through 16, it says, your lives light up the world. Let others see your light from a distance. For how can you hide a city that stands on a hilltop? And how and who would light a lamp and then hide it in an obscure place? Instead, it's placed where everyone in the house can benefit from its light. So don't hide your light. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Brightly before others, so that the commendable things you do will shine as light upon them, and they will give their praise to your Father in heaven. How cool. That it says here also that when you shine brightly and people see the goodness of your life, they will give praise to who? Your Father in heaven. See, the scripture is also pointing and saying when you stay salty, when you shine brightly, you're pointing people to your Father in heaven. You're pointing people to Jesus. Same thing the salt does when it makes you thirsty. It points to the one giver of living water. You get that? Okay. So I want to show you, uh, I want to show all the, all the kids something. So I'm going to ask uh, you guys back there for somebody to turn the lights off completely in this place when I ask you to. Okay. And they're going to do this also in the, uh, in the overflow room over there. So um, let's go ahead because this is what it's saying. Okay. So go ahead and shut all the lights off. All right. Well, I guess we can't shut these off, but um, 
So who can see my flashlight? Nobody can see my flashlight on. How about now? Oh, it's just one little light. I mean, it's not bigger than my fingertip, right? But you can see this light, okay? So would I do this? Would, it, would this make sense to anybody? Just tell me if this would make sense to anybody. I know that online you probably can't see anything, but that's the point right now, okay? Would this make sense to anybody? Hey, let me waste my battery, which is so precious nowadays, right? And turn my flashlight on, and let's go ahead and just, all right, there we go. Now, that's good. Would that make sense? Why? Because the purpose of the light is to what? Shine brightly, right? Now, how many of you can get your parents' phones and, and maybe get your phone out and let's just, like, all turn our flashlights on? I know, right? Some of you are like, oh, I'm going to waste my battery, right? But it's okay. See? So, it's crazy how with all these, these are little lights, right? But yet, do you see how the room just brightens up? Like, all right, let's point them to the camera so they can all see back there. Yeah, see? Hey, church family, look. All right. So go ahead, you can turn them off, and we can uh, bring the house lights back up. But do you see the big difference that it makes when, oh, now, what about, what about now? Can you still see it, like, a lot? Or, okay, but you see, that's why we say, when the world gets darker, you shine brighter. But if you become like the world, if you just hide your light, then it's like you're just hidden under this thing, and you're losing again your purpose, right? Your destiny is to shine brightly. So when we go out, we need a boldness, right? We need a new boldness that will, that the Holy Spirit will guide us, say, hey, you need to smile to that person. Hey, you need to tell that person everything's going to be okay. You need to ask that person if they want prayer, right? I don't need to touch you, but can I pray for you, you know? Like, we need to be led with the Holy Spirit because I believe we have uh, an opportunity for a harvest of souls right now in this time because people are looking for hope. And we know that the only giver of hope, of true, lasting hope, is Jesus. There's nothing else. Listen, not even the church walls are the hope, okay? This is the place where we gather. But church happens outside of this place. The ecclesia, right, is the body of Christ. It's the church in the marketplace, the church out there. Right? We come here, we gather because we love each other. We love to worship. We, we love to see our friends and family and, 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 and worship together. There's something so powerful about that. We come and we recharge together. But really, we're supposed to go out there in our week and wherever our sphere and area of influence is, uh, at work, at school, uh, in your neighborhood, that's where you need to be shining brightly and keeping your flavor so that people can see and people can be pointed to Jesus. So, um, let's say this one more time. My purpose is in my saltiness, and my destiny is to shine brightly. So when you go out there, you know, go about your life, about your week, remember, you're the church. How can you shine brightly, even if it's just smiling when everybody's not? How can you uh, taste different, right, and stay salty, even when people are staying more like bitter, you know? So my question to you today is, what, what do you taste like? What do you taste like? 
Let's, um, you know, I, I believe the Holy Spirit. Don't, don't lick each other, please. That's not what I'm saying. That's so against phase one. Probably my kids. <laughs> like, I don't know. What do you taste like? <laughs> See, when we shine brightly, we drive darkness away. There's, there's no fight. You got to understand. There's absolutely no fight. Uh, Joel, go ahead and turn off all the lights one more time. Okay? See, when darkness is in the place, it's just, it's just here. But when we shine brightly, there's no war. It just is. Go like, turn them on. Let there be light, and more light, and more light. See, there's no fight. There's no war. There's not like, oh, well, this time darkness kind of won a little bit. No. It's like you turn the light on, you're shining bright. Darkness flees immediately, right? Always. There's no question about that. That's why God has no enemy. The devil is no enemy. He's no rival. He's, He's a defeated foe. He has no power. So... Let's finish today, okay? Um, and uh, let's close our eyes for a minute. I, w- I want you to imagine, um, just like when we turned all our flashlights on in this room, you know, imagine if that's, that's what the world looked like. You're in the middle of this darkness, and you're that grain of salt that tastes different, but all of a sudden, you have all these other lights that are just turning on everywhere. If the body of Christ, right, if, if God's children would just all shine brightly, turn the light on, and stop hiding under the bowl, right? Imagine what would happen, right? We have an opportunity for a harvest of souls to be reconciled with their Father God, to be running towards the living water that is Jesus like never before right now. It is our time and it is our our turn to shine and to taste, right? So let's not lose our flavor. And if you've lost your flavor, maybe you're like, maybe you say today, man, I've been hiding under the salad bowl, you know, with my light. I have been, you know, I've lost my flavor. I, I'm probably bland. I taste like everything around me. You know, you're, <laughs> if you become tofu, you know that tofu just takes on whatever flavor of anything around it? Don't be a tofu Christian. Be a salty one. Let's pray.